Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for February 19th. The priests begin their work. Leviticus 9, 1-24, 1445, or 1279 B.C. On the eighth day, Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. He said to Aaron, Take a bull calf for your sin offering and a ram for your burnt offering, both without defect, and present them before the Lord. Then say to the Israelites, Take a male goat for a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, both a year old and without defect, for a burnt offering, and an ox and a ram for the fellowship offering to sacrifice before the Lord, together with a grain offering mixed with olive oil. For today the Lord will appear to you. They took the things Moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting, and the entire assembly came near and stood before the Lord. Then Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded you to do, so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Moses said to Aaron, Come to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering, and make atonement for yourself and the people. Sacrifice the offering that is for the people, and make atonement for them as the Lord has commanded. So Aaron came to the altar and slaughtered the calf as a sin offering for himself. His sons brought the blood to him, and he dipped his finger into the blood and put it on the horns of the altar. The rest of the blood he poured out at the base of the altar. On the altar, he burned the fat, the kidneys, and the long lobe of the liver from the sin offering. As the Lord commanded Moses, the flesh and the hide he burned up outside the camp. Then he slaughtered the burnt offering. His his sons handed him the blood, and he splashed it against the sides of the altar. They handed him the burnt offering piece by piece, including the head, and he burned them on the altar. He washed the internal organs and the legs and burned them on top of the burnt offering on the altar. Aaron then brought the offering that was for the people. He took the goat for the people's sin offering and slaughtered it and offered it as a sin offering as he did with the first one. He brought the burnt offering and offered it in the prescribed way. He also brought the grain offering, took a handful of it and burned it on the altar in addition to the morning's burnt offering. He slaughtered the ox and the ram as the fellowship offering for the people. His sons handed him the blood, and he splashed it against the sides of the altar. But the fat portions of the ox and the ram, the fat tail, the layer of fat, the kidneys, and the long lobe of the liver, these they laid on the breasts, and then Aaron burned the fat on the altar. Aaron waved the breast and the right thigh before the Lord as a wave offering, as Moses commanded. Then Aaron lifted his hands toward the people and blessed them. And having sacrificed the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the fellowship offering, he stepped down. Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of meeting. When they came out, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions of the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. So this is interesting in this case. uh, Moses says that Aaron to get everything ready and that God is going to show his glory to the people. And so they go through these sacrifices exactly the way that God had said for them to do. And then at the end, it says fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering. And that led the people as they saw it to shout for joy and to fall on their faces. The Sin of Nadab and Abihu, Leviticus 10, 1-7. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Moses then said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke of when he said, Among those who approach me I will be proved holy. In the sight of all the people I will be honored. Aaron remained silent. 
Moses summoned Mishael and Elsaphan, sons of Aaron's uncle Uziel, and said to them, Come here, carry your cousins outside the camp, away from the front of the sanctuary. So they came and carried them, still in their tunics, outside the camp, as Moses ordered. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not let your hair become unkempt, and do not tear your clothes, or you will die, and the Lord will be angry with the whole community. But your relatives, all the Israelites, may mourn for those the Lord has destroyed by fire. Do not leave the entrance to the tent of meeting, or you will die, because the Lord's anointing oil is on you. So they did, as Moses said. So here you have some uh, sons of Aaron, the high priest. So they are priests themselves. They have been serving. They've been mentioned in the past. And just after this passage of God's glory being shown and the people worshiping and shouting with joy, now we have it listed that these guys offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. All I know that that would mean to me anyway, um, without studying it further, would be they didn't do exactly what God had told them to do. They didn't follow the protocol. And, And in that day, God was saying, listen, you've got to do every detail exactly the way I say it, or you may die. And that's exactly what happened. God consumed them with fire. And then they had to carry them out. Instructions for priestly conduct, Leviticus 10, 8 to 20. Then the Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons are not to drink wine or other fermented drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting or you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come so that you can distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. And so you can teach the Israelites all the decrees the Lord has given them through Moses. Moses said to Aaron and his remaining sons, Eliezer and Ithamar, take the grain offering left over from the food offerings prepared without yeast and present it to the Lord and eat it beside the altar for it is most holy. Eat it in the sanctuary area because it is your share and your son's share of the food offerings presented to the Lord for so I have been commanded. But you and your sons and your daughters may eat the breast that was waved and the thigh that was presented Eat them in a ceremonially clean place. They have been given to you and your children as your share of the Israelites' fellowship offerings. The thigh that was presented and the breast that was waved must be brought with the fat portions of the food offerings to be waved before the Lord as a wave offering. This will be the perpetual share for you and your children as the Lord has commanded. When Moses inquired about the goat of the sin offering and found that it had been burned up, he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's remaining sons, and asked, Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sanctuary area? It is most holy. It was given to you to take away the guilt of the community by making atonement for them before the Lord. Since its blood was not taken into the holy place, you should have eaten the goat in the sanctuary area as I commanded. Aaron replied to Moses, Today they sacrificed their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord, but such things as this have happened to me. Would the Lord have been pleased if I had eaten the sin offering today? When Moses heard this, He was satisfied. So I don't know all the details of all this, right? But um, two of the sons had just died, been consumed by fire. And now these two sons are, um, apparently, you would think they would be very careful in what they're doing. Moses thought that they didn't do the right thing, but Aaron's answer satisfied him. So um, that seemed to be fine. Ceremonially clean and unclean animals, Leviticus 11, 1 to 47. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, say to the Israelites of all the animals that live on land, these are the ones you may eat. You may eat any animal that has a divided hoof and that chews the cud. 
There are some that only chew the cud or only have a divided hoof, but you must not eat them. The camel, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is unclean for you. The rabbit, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is unclean for you. And the pig, though it has a divided hoof, does not chew the cud. It is unclean for you. You must not eat their meat or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Of all the creatures living in the water, of the seas, and the streams, you may eat any that have fins and scales. But all creatures in the seas are streams that do not have fins and scales. Whether among all the swarming things or among all the living creatures in the water, you are to regard as unclean. And since you are to regard them as unclean, you must not eat their meat. You must regard their carcasses as unclean. Anything living in the water that does not have fins and scales is to be regarded as unclean by you. These are the birds you are to regard as unclean and not eat because they are unclean. The eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the red kite, any kind of black kite, any kind of raven, raven, the horned owl, the screech owl, the gull, any kind of hawk, the little owl, the coronet, the great owl, the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey, the stork, any kind of heron, the hoopoe, and the bat. All flying insects that walk on all fours are to be regarded as unclean by you. There are, however, some flying insects that walk on all fours that you may eat those that have jointed legs for hopping on the ground. Of these you may eat any kind of locust, ketidid, cricket, or grasshopper. Mm. But all other flying insects that have four legs you are to regard as unclean. You, are, you will make yourselves unclean by these. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean till evening. Whoever picks up one of their carcasses must wash their clothes and they will be unclean till evening. Every animal that does not have a divided hoof or that does not chew the cud is unclean for you. Whoever touches the carcass of any of them will be unclean. Of all the animals that walk on all fours, those that walk on their paws are unclean for you. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean till evening. Anyone who picks up their carcasses must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. These animals are unclean for you. Of the animals that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. The weasel, the rat, any kind of great lizard, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the wall lizard, the skink, and the chameleon. Of all those that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. Whoever touches them when they are dead will be unclean till evening. When one of them dies and falls on something, that article, whatever its use, will be unclean, whether it is made of wood, cloth, hide, or sackcloth. Put it in water. It will be unclean till evening, and then it will be clean. If one of them falls into a clay pot, everything in it will be unclean, and you must break the pot. Any food you are allowed to eat that has come into contact with water from any such pot is unclean, and any liquid that is drunk from such a pot is unclean. Anything that one of their carcasses falls on becomes unclean. An oven or cooking pot must be broken up. They are unclean, and you are to regard them as unclean. A spring, however, or a cistern for collecting water remains clean, but anyone who touches one of these carcasses is unclean. If a carcass falls on any seeds that are to be planted, they remain clean. But if water has been put on the seed and a carcass falls on it, it is unclean for you. If an animal that you are allowed to eat dies, anyone who touches its carcass will be unclean till evening. Anyone who eats some of its carcass must wash their clothes and they will be unclean till evening. Anyone who picks up the carcass must wash their clothes and they will be unclean till evening. Every creature that moves along the ground is to be regarded as unclean. It is not to be eaten. You are not to eat any creature that moves along the ground, whether it moves on its belly or walks on all fours or on many feet. It is unclean. 
Do not defile yourselves by any of these creatures. Do not make yourselves unclean by means of them or be made unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore be holy because I am holy. These are the regulations concerning animals, birds, every living thing that moves about in the water, and every creature that moves along the ground. You must distinguish between the unclean and the clean, between living creatures that may be eaten and those that may not be eaten. And that's the end of the reading for February 19th. Now, you may be like me reading through this and reading about, um, you know, some more things about the priestly conduct. Um, we're reading about the, the sins um, and the death of these priests that were not doing what they're supposed to do. And then we're reading about these animals, uh, some clean, some unclean. So what did we take away from this? Well, first of all, I'll certainly go back to the deaths of Nadab and Abihu and God's instructions and that they did deserve to die and he killed them. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like he does that as much anymore, right? You, you do what's wrong, you do against what he said to do, and you just die. But that's what he did to these priests. And he was completely right in doing so and just in doing so. And then you come to these uh, ceremonially clean and unclean animals, and we read some of these and say, oh yeah, I would eat that, or I wouldn't eat that, or, or what about that for me today? Well, we know that later, Jesus is going to declare all foods clean, and the Apostle Paul even talks about it. And then the, some of the decisions between what we eat or don't eat isn't about being clean or unclean like it was back then, but it's more about um, what's best for us and also taking other people into consideration. So, so I'm taking away from this uh, God's command of holiness. His commands in that day of what's clean and unclean and how to honor him translate that till today. And even though the, the commands are different, the command to be holy, to be set apart, to do the things he has asked us to do or, or to not do the things he has told us not to do, uh, in particular in the New Testament or the Old Testament parts that are confirmed by the New Testament, that's where my focus needs to be. Not because I'm afraid I'm going to die, but because I want to honor God. Father, I thank you for your word. And as we read about these things that happen and they're just startling to me and hard for me to fully grasp and imagine. And yet, Lord, uh, it's the truth of what took place. And you are still a God that is holy. You are still a God that is set apart. You're still a God that wants us to be set apart. And there are things that you have asked us to do to honor you or not to do, to dishonor you. And Father, I want to dedicate myself to that today. Not in fear of you taking my life, but because I want to honor you with my life. And as I try to lead others in honoring you as well, may you be pleased with my worship today. In Jesus' name, amen.